0: Hello, everybody. Can you hear my uh, my refrigerator? It's really loud today. Uh, very present, very present refrigerator sounds. I don't know if it's being picked up by the mic, but it's certainly filling my entire house. Okay. So I this is a very short episode that I'm sharing with you today, and. It is in celebration of the 10-year anniversary of my own fuck it diet. Not of the book, which came out a little less than three years ago, but of my own actual journey and the day that I made the decision to actually heal my relationship with food. And the fuck it diet is what came of that. Um, It was 10 years ago. Um on January 5th in 2012. So January 5th, 2022 was this past week, and it's also my birthday, and it and that's how it's easy for me to remember when it was because I remember it being on my 24th birthday. And so my 34th birthday was Wednesday, and I did an Instagram Live where I read an excerpt from my new book, Tired as Fuck, that's coming out in exactly a month because it's January 8th today and it's coming out February 8th. And I read the excerpt where I went over the story of my Fuck a Diet epiphany, which you may have heard before. I've told the story many, many times, probably on here, definitely on other people's podcasts. Um, but of course, I... Tell it in a slightly new way. And then also I read the beginning of another chapter where I actually go over what I did and what the very beginning of my fuck a diet looked like. And then I actually didn't finish that chapter and I'm using it as a bonus for people who pre-order and go to the fuck slash fun and sign up for the pre-order bonuses. So that is what I'm gonna be sharing with you. Oh, okay. So I haven't actually explained the situation. So I was planning on making this whole podcast episode where I read them all over again, but then my computer broke, and I am able to use it, but the display is all messed up, so I'm taking it in to get fixed in like an hour, and I'm not going to have my computer, and I spent the past couple days on the phone with Apple just trying to fix it, not working at all, so... Instead of recording a whole new episode that would take me a lot of time, I'm I've actually just edited the part of the Instagram live audio where I read the excerpts, and I'm sharing that with you. So that is what I'm about to do. Uh, this was my little celebration of oh, so it was my birthday celebration and 10 year anniversary celebration, and I also really hope that if you are interested at all in more of my experience with the fuck a diet what led to the fuck a diet what came after that you will pre-order tired as fuck it is coming out in a month if you pre-order you can go to the slash fun and sign up for pre-order bonuses which will include um the rest of the second excerpt. oh my god second excerpt that i start to read okay Um, all righty, let's just get to it then. This is a little clip of the audio from my Instagram live. Here you go. I'm going to read from tired as fuck. This is from my second book that is not out yet. Um, the chapter, and this is on page. Oh no, not this one. Hold on. This is on page 181. So this is like pretty far into the book. You can see like this, all of this is like my experience with extreme diets, my experience with extreme self-help and cult mentality and black and white thinking and me forcing myself to be an actress and all this crazy stuff. And then, and then I'm going to read the chapter, how to stop dieting. It's very short. There may be some things that I refer to in this chapter that, that, um, that I actually like set up earlier in the book, but I don't know, because I haven't even even read it through before I've read it to you, okay. How to stop dieting. My 24th birthday is the day it all came crashing down. I'd been paleo for about four months, which doesn't seem like that long, but I'd already allowed it to chew me up and spit me out. I'd already gone through a low carb paleo phase and a bone broth and applesauce only phase, and I still wasn't healed. And though I just learned some things about weight and health and hormones that I couldn't shake, and obviously I refer to that here and expand on it, I also hadn't felt ready to give it all up yet, though the seed had been planted. My high school best friend, Annie, had moved to New York and was living with three other actresses in Queens, but she was hanging out with me and staying overnight on my couch the night before my birthday. And I also lived in New York, I just didn't live in Queens. I had my apartment stocked with meat and vegetable snack options as usual but i decided to make myself paleo birthday treats many of you have probably heard a version of this story before i've told it a million times okay i found a paleo cupcake recipe off the internet and i cut out 85 percent of the sugar from the recipe and didn't make the coconut oil icing so what i'd really made were 12 extremely dry crumbly unsweetened almond flour muffins. Annie, do you want a cupcake? Uh, no, thanks. Annie didn't want any. So by the end of the day, before my birthday, I'd eaten all 12 of them. They didn't taste good at all, but I just kept putting them in my mouth and thinking, wow, this is gross. And then putting another one in my mouth. Once I'd swallowed that one, the one before we went out the night before my birthday to celebrate with some other friends, some of some of her friends from school and some of mine. I was allowed to drink lightly on the paleo diet. I just couldn't drink grain-based alcohol. The next morning on my actual birthday, after barely sleeping, I decided I was going to carpe this diem and continue my paleo baking spree and make myself paleo squash pancakes. I pureed some butternut squash mixed it with eggs and a dash of salt, and because it was a special day and I was losing my grip, I added a teensy little bit of maple syrup. Annie, do you want any squash pancakes? Uh, no thanks. I made enough squash pancakes to feed six people, slathered them all in butter and another teeny drop of maple syrup and ate them all in five minutes. Just like the cupcakes, these pancakes were also disgusting, but I couldn't stop. Once I'd eaten all of them, I felt nauseous and stuffed and sick and panicky. And this birthday binge, while not outwardly different from any of my previous 1,000 binges in my life, was the final straw that broke me. It was the experience I needed to crystallize the whispers I'd been healing on my ex-paleo blogs. And again, I refer to, to what I'm talking about earlier in the book. This is a flawed concept. Dieting is a flawed concept. You can't heal binges by cutting out food. Weight loss isn't going to heal you and it might make things worse. Annie left late morning and went home to her actress compound in Queens and I kept it together until she left. But once she was gone, I walked into my bathroom still extremely stuffed and uncomfortable and miserable and looked in the mirror. I thought this is it. This is the end of the road. This stupid diet hasn't healed me of anything and if I don't stop this miserable cycle this is never going to end. It was clear. Dieting was definitely messing with my eating. There was a direct correlation between my dieting and my binging. The more I tried to follow a specific plan, the more out of control I became. But in this moment, I finally realized a way more important part of this entire miserable puzzle. Weight. Weight. The reason this keeps happening is because of my obsession with weight. Weight that is the core issue that is the reason my intuitive eating was never actually intuitive that is the reason i've been trying to eat the smallest amount of food and carbs for a decade that is the reason i keep putting myself on new diets that is the reason i eat so little that i start crying when my canadian dinner doesn't come out fast enough again i refer to that earlier in the book it's weight I've been trying to become skinny or stay skinny or become skinnier for 10 years, and it's done nothing but make me exhausted, hungry, obsessed with food, and hate myself. And it has almost certainly made me more unhealthy. I told myself for years that all I really cared about was health, but I also thought that health and weight were the same thing. I thought it was a fact that carbs were my enemy as well as the enemy of our nation's health. But now I was being faced with an alternate reality that eating low carb could mess up your health. And I had been constantly trying to eat the bare minimum to get by and to keep my weight as low as I could, though I was also constantly binging, which is something I talk about at length. And now I understood that it wasn't necessarily good for me. And once I learned that, how could I ignore it? During all those years when I tried to heal my eating, I thought the goal was to lose weight. All the while I thought I was eating intuitively. I was still always obsessed with eating the smallest amount possible. I was still trying to make sure that I ate in a way that kept me as small as possible and that was the problem it was like all of a sudden I saw the cult I'd been in for a decade for what it was so I made a decision to leave and again I talk so much about black and white thinking and cult mentality earlier in the book I was going to stop dieting I was going to actually deal with my fear of foods and carbs and my fear of gaining weight I was going to eat I was going to gain weight and I was going to quit acting, at least temporarily, if not forever. I knew that I couldn't keep up my decision to let myself gain weight if I kept going on auditions for Cinderella's. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know what it would be like. I just knew I was miserable and I'd hit my breaking point. I didn't actually know how much of my gut instinct about weight and dieting was actually right yet. It felt right but I didn't know anything except the few things I'd read online about carbs and weight gain helping people to heal their hormones. I'd figure out the rest as I went. So I want to read the beginning of one more chapter and then send the rest um, to everyone who's pre-ordered. That's like another incentive I'm trying to give you a million incentives to. Okay, this would have been a great time to go to therapy, but that wasn't even a thought that crossed my mind. There are a couple reasons for that. One, I had no context for what I was about to do. I actually did not realize that it was essentially mild eating disorder recovery, because I didn't realize yet that what I'd been experiencing for the past 10 years was somewhere on the spectrum between disordered eating and an eating disorder. All I knew was, um, All I knew was that I'd been, oh, all I knew was that what I'd been doing was dysfunctional and it wasn't working. I think I also had a vague sense that nobody in the entire world would understand what I was trying to do with food. I didn't know there were weight neutral, intuitive eating practitioners out there. And to be honest, there were way less. I feel like it's really like boomed in the past 10 years, but they did exist, I just didn't know it. I didn't know there were fat positive eating disorder therapists out there. I had no clue. As far as I knew at this point, intuitive eating was just another diet where you rated your hunger and tried not to overeat because that's how I'd interpreted it years before. And I now needed to let myself eat a lot. Fuck the hunger scale. That was the only thing I was sure of. But even if therapy had crossed my mind, I wouldn't have felt like I could afford it. Yes, I lived in a semi-expensive apartment that my parents were primarily paying for at the time. But... I had very little extra money myself. The money I did have had to be spent on lots of food, new clothes from Old Navy in the next few sizes up, and new bigger bras. And good big bras are expensive. However, I did finally go to a new doctor who ran blood tests and said my glucose was totally normal but that I just had extremely low estrogen and progesterone for my age. And it's hard to know if that was because of years of dieting or PCOS or both. He certainly didn't know or have any real understanding of how disordered eating can mess you up and I didn't mention it to him anyway. Um, But either way, he prescribed me bioidentical hormones to try to jumpstart my cycle again. And a few months of bioidentical hormones plus actually consistently eating calories and carbs did jumpstart my cycle. It's not always a regular cycle, but I've had it ever since. So how did I start healing my relationship to food? First, first, I just want to say that the fuck a diet is essentially a self-help book all about this. And it is specifically geared toward people who want to heal their relationship to food. But for the purposes of this book, this is what I did. First, I added in foods I was afraid of. I've been eating paleo. No dairy, no grains, no carb, low carb. So I immediately started eating dairy and more carbs. In the beginning, I was still very afraid of gluten thanks to my fun paleo dogma, my fun paleo dogma, though I did have the general plan to eventually stop being afraid of gluten. But for now, I was just gonna take it one scary thing at a time. Okay, I write way more about what that beginning was like, but that is what, I'm going to send you all. So if you've already pre-ordered, you're gonna get you're gonna get the rest of this chapter, this whole chapter, in two days. That's my plan. Um, and if you have not yet pre-ordered, pre-order today. Screenshot your proof of purchase. Go to thefuckadiet.com/fun and sign up. And you can find all the links to like where to go get the, the pre-order bonuses in the in the link in my bio. Also, if you just want to read the first part of the book, go to the slash tired you'll read the first chapter of the book, and then it'll send you an email that'll prompt you to get the bonuses if you're interested. Um and yes, I mentioned nachos. So many people yesterday were like, "Eat nachos on your birthday." And I was like, "How do you know how much I love nachos?" Nachos was like a huge thing that I ate in the beginning of my fuckit diet. I ordered nachos everywhere I went. All right. And I'm cutting it there because if you've ever watched an Instagram live, there is a lot of annoying dead air where I am reading people's comments and it's just boring, really boring. I listened to the whole thing and I wish that I hadn't, but I listened to the whole thing. So you didn't have to listen to the whole thing. Okay. Um, that's all for now. I have to go take my computer to Micro Center because all the Apple stores are closed because of Omicron or whatever. But anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for celebrating with me by listening. And I will be back with more podcast episodes once my computer is fixed. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. Happy 2022. Hope you're doing better than me.